Hey, friends, it is nice to be back in your news feeds this week. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that we were still bringing uh, episodes for your listening pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. So, Dan, <laughs> we have a really, I think, fun episode today. Obviously, there's still yep. a lot going on in the world, but we wanted to still bring you guys um, what we always bring you, which is some good tips, some things to think about as you plan your wedding. Yeah, we're trying to keep it light, right? We're talking about kiddos. Uh, kiddos always make things interesting. Uh, so we're going to talk <laughs> about kids at your at your wedding. Uh, we're talking about them if they're not at your wedding, uh, how to decide if they're going to be in your wedding, things you can say to people if they're not going to be at your wedding. Screw you. What? No. Yeah, all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you know, obviously we know that a lot of craziness is going on right now with the coronavirus and everything. Um, we know some people are, you know, a lot of people are still planning their wedding. You're, you're trying to figure out right now in what, you know, many people are trying to figure out in what shape or form their wedding is going to be. Um, but we still want to keep bringing you guys some content, keep, uh, c- try to keep uh, business as usual um, and still, you know, support you. Yeah. Some, some normalcy to the program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's um, what we're here for. And the complete opposite of normalcy. We have a fun announcement guys. Woo! We brought ourselves right up to 2020 and we have an Instagram account now, our very own Instagram for the podcast, dedicated 100% to the podcast. So if you're on Instagram, who's not on Instagram? Well, if you're not on, if you're on Instagram anyway, please come give us a follow at put a ring on a podcast. It's as simple as it gets, exactly what you would think. We would love to get your follow. Feel free to like stuff and comment on stuff and all the things. Yeah, please engage with us there. Um, you know, yeah. we're all already on Facebook and and Instagram and all that stuff all the time. I'm on Instagram all the time, right? So, you know, we're on we're going to be on there. We're going to be very engaged there. Um, you know, but we are also very engaged in our Patreon account. Um, if you're not one of our Patreon supporters, um, head over there. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. It's just a a fun little amazing platform for people out there like you, fun-loving people, to support uh, creatives like us, right? Um, There's things that go into producing producing these uh, episodes, and if you noticed, if you've been a a listener for a long time, there are no ads in these last, what, last two or three seasons, seasons. right? Last two seasons, yep. Last two seasons, there's no ads, right? And that's because of your support. We are mm-hmm. listener supported. So if you get even an ounce, tiny itty bitty ounce uh, of help and love and support from these podcasts, we would love uh, for you to help us out too. Things start at just two bucks a month um, and you come with some fun things uh, along with that, like videos of us. And you can also connect with us. We can do um, these like crazy uh one month meetups where we talk everything about your wedding and help you out and just be awesome and the whole bunch of awesomeness and i'm losing my words i got none left (laughs) dan's running unlimited sleep you guys but uh what he (laughs) says is is all absolutely right and if you think that just um partaking in two bucks a month or four bucks a month or whatever it is doesn't really add up to much trust me when we say it absolutely does that fuels us that helps us that shows us that you guys want more and we're here for you so we love your support hopefully you guys like this episode uh and hopefully more than anything y'all are staying safe throughout all of this yeah you ready to dive in let's do this let's do it hey ringers i'm danielle and i'm dan this is the put a ring on it podcast we are two wedding pros sharing everything we can about planning a wedding you ready let's do this 
Hey, ringers. Welcome to episode 83 of the Put Ring on It podcast. Dan, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room, obviously. Um, yeah. We Everybody's under lock and key. Many people are under lock and key. I'm sure there's, uh, you know, there's other... Well, there's other states that are not, but, you know, we're all under quarantine and um, we got a stay at home order here in Pennsylvania and we're all just hanging out, um, getting a little stir crazy. But, you know, um, uh, looking at that silver lining that I get to spend time with my family and enjoy that. So, right. It's, awesome. it's 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 an everyday roller coaster of emotions over here of being like amped up, positive, motivated, charged terrified worried what's happening confused <laughs> and we just keep riding that wave and i feel like as long as i keep swinging back from the uh anxious to the optimistic that i'm doing okay so that's where i'm at right now yeah yeah uh hope you guys all out there are, are hanging in there and doing okay as well it's uh you know it's a crazy time i actually just read a um a little article from a physiologist who just talked about like things that you should do um to keep yourself kind of not from not going stir crazy. And it was very simple things like keeping a routine, making sure you get outside no matter what for 30 minutes a day, whether that's like sitting on your back porch or, you know, I mean, in the city, it's very tough. It can be very tough um, to social distance and still be, um, you know, six feet away from everybody and stuff. But, you know, maybe it's a roof deck or just getting outside for a couple minutes, opening the opening the window. Oh, mm-hmm. one of the best things ever is when it's a really nice day out, sitting next to a window and reading a book. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Oh, and like so underrated, right? It's not one of the things you automatically think about that. You know what? Like, you know what would feel really good right now? It's just opening a window. But do it and just see it like sh- change you physically in how you're feeling. Yep. Well, more mentally, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. And there's like, you should definitely stand in front of the mirror every day and say, I am strong. I am awesome. <laughs> I do that every morning. I am uh, art. We watched Cool Runnings the other day because we obviously have Disney Plus now. We watched Cool Runnings the other day. And what does Yul Brenner say to Junior? Um, oh, I know. He goes, he says, pride, power, right? That's that one. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass. Uh, or a, a badass mother who don't take no crap from nobody. No crap off of nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that movie so much. We watched it with the little guy, and he actually really liked it too, which filled my heart a little bit. And then we started realizing that for when the movie came out in the early '90s, like where all those people are now, it's just bizarre. So oh, still, still one of the best lines in that whole movie is when Yul Brenner is pushing Senka up against the wall. He's like, he's like, how about I kick your butt? And Senka's like, how about I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt? No. <laughs> so good. Every time gets me. Butts are yep. funny. Oh, yeah. The the eight-year-old of the house loves butt jokes now. So that uh, I think we won him over just with that line alone. So yeah. I, I was uh, changing Regina's diaper, uh, who's our eight-month-old daughter, and she's very chunky. Like, she's got lots of rolls and stuff on her. It's really funny. And she rolled over uh, onto her belly and, like, put, you know, put her arms down and was, like, pushing away. Um, and she's just bare butt. And I, I just laughed because there's just, like, those bare butt chunky leg thighs and it was just so hilarious and i facetimed my mom to show her because baby butts are really funny um and my mom uh you know who had double knee surgery like a cut two months ago is like also cooped up so it just made her day and and all that stuff but so i mean that's a perfect segue i was just talking about mm-hmm. kids kids are awesome baby butts are funny um let's talk about kids at weddings yeah so we're obviously not ignorant to what's going on in the world but we wanted to continue bringing you guys stuff that we thought might be helpful as you go forward and plan your wedding and a, a factor in your day 
might be children. So we're going to talk about kids today. Not from a parent point of view, from a couple hosting event and at what capacity you want to have kids at your wedding, right? So I think a natural starting point is um, when you're thinking about kids, it kind of starts maybe with the idea of do we want to have children in our wedding party, right? Do we want to have flower girls, ring bearers, junior bridesmen, junior groomsmen, all those different things. So I thought, Dan, it'd be helpful if we start by kind of breaking down what those roles, where those roles typically fall for the ages of those kids. So what we're going to do, we're going to break it down now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. You can go ahead. You looked like you took a deep breath. You sound like you're ready to go. Go ahead. No, no, no. By all means, you're allowed to talk whenever you like, Dan. This is your podcast, too. <laughs> it's my podcast, too. I do have some things to add to this one. Um, I know that baby butts are cute. The baby butts are cute. That's my addition to this episode. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Let's let's start here. Um, junior bridesmaids uh, and junior groomsmen, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a pretty normal addition. That I mean, you also said ring bears, flower girls, or whatever. But we can mm-hmm. talk about um, junior bridesmaids, junior groomsmen. Um, I think that obviously they're best for like ages um, eight to sixteen. Is that what you would agree with? Yes, uh, that is what I would agree with. Because I think any younger than eight and you're more in flower girl ring bearer territory and older than 16 and there probably should just be a full-fledged bridesmaid or groomsman. That said, as with everything we talk about in this podcast, you do what makes sense to you. I think it just, you want to watch that you're maybe not making somebody who's 12 in a category that is too young for them per se. Though also feel free to make up your own names is where I'm at with all of this too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I often wonder like why why is there a distinction uh, of a junior bridesmaid? Like what what's the the purpose of that? Do you know? Well, I think I think at a certain age, if we're talking about a young girl, a flower girl is such a cutesy tootsy name, and after a certain age, I think she may feel like she wants to be more part of the bridesmaids themselves, but obviously she's still a little bit too young for that. So I think giving the title of junior in front of it gives them a clear distinction that like, hey, hey, you're not a kid no more. Like you're a cool, you're a cool tween. <laughs> you know what I mean? But doesn't make them feel like a kitty, you know, who's like not getting you know, enough privileges, but also doesn't necessarily give them as much responsibility as they would if they were perhaps a full-fledged bridesmaid and groomsman. So that's kind of where I stand. But again, I've I've seen it done a bunch of different ways. I do think, though, you want to watch how old they are so that you're, you know, titling them in a way that makes them feel really good, too. You know? Yeah, I think um, I think the next two should be lumped together um, because they're obviously the most common way to include kids in the wedding and that's ring ring bears and flower girls <laughs> i have do you, a fun do you see story. how i met your mother <clears throat> i don't think so well i i have but nothing's coming up in my brain a ring bear like gotcha bear like a, anyway anybody out there is just like it may be laughing a little bit about the ring bear ring bearer and flower girls for what wedding was that uh it i forget what wedding it was but um uh, we're not going to get into it because I can't. It's too. Okay. It's too far. Long ago. 
<laughs> so it's sparking some sort of memory in your brain. Yeah, I know I had one couple who told uh, the young guy in their family who was going to be a ring bearer. They told him he's going to be a ring bearer. And he heard ring bear and was just thought he was going to be wearing a bear suit. So this little guy was very excited. And we had to kind of follow through to a certain extent on <laughs> getting this dude a bear suit. So it was very sweet. <clears throat> but ring bears, flower girls, this is a role that's usually best suited for children ages four to eight. If you go younger than that, bless your heart. <laughs> I will say, and perhaps Dan can also add to this as a parent of children under the age of four, kids are unpredictable at any age for sure. But even the most yep. well-behaved child at the age of one, two, or three, it's a lot to give them a specific role uh, when it comes to your day itself and in terms of asking them to smile for photos and to walk down an aisle and to hold a thing and to do the this and to do the that. It's a lot to ask of them. And by nature, I would say most kids, um, some kids handle it well. Some kids, some kids, it's it's like, it's not well-timed, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, I mean, you probably have a million stories about this as well. But like, uh, you know, I've I've seen ring bearers be called ring security have you ever seen this one where they like wear sunglasses and they put like a little like earpiece in they carry a little fake safe down with rings in it um but definitely not recommended to put and i can't remember if you just said this or not but um not recommended to actually have people carry the rings down um i have occasionally seen like uh, even like very happy go lucky outgoing kids uh, totally lose their minds or before they're about to walk down the aisle and take the pillow and chuck it 50 yards. Um, and you're like, wow, how'd that kid throw that pillow 50 yards? Um, but they did. And uh, the real rings were tied to that. And yeah. yeah, it was, it was something. So yeah, no real rings. Uh, and even, even the most sweetest of kids can, yeah, Turn and that, like crazy. that's allowed, right? But yeah, ring bearers, I don't recommend giving them right. real rings. More often than not, whatever you see, they are carrying fake rings. By and large, that is the thing that happens. Obviously, with flower girls, they can toss petals, but they don't have to. They can just carry a beautiful little bouquet or they can have like a flower crown. It's it's really up to you whatever they want to do. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's important to remember that you as the couple will not be able to be responsible for those little humans. So if both parents are in the wedding party and the child need needs more hands-on care, it's going to be very difficult for those parents to kind of balance all of their responsibilities for the day. So it's usually best if one or both of the parents are not in the wedding party or can like step aside without there being too much of a shift so that um, you have some sort of a parent there or sometimes it could be a grandparent or a, a nanny we've seen a bunch of different things but ultimately there needs to be an able-bodied person and that includes grandparents that's attending yep. that can kind of scoop in and help now i will say on the grandparent front if the grandparent is also one of your parents pick a different grandparent because you don't want your parent to miss out on your wedding or a special moment because they're trying to take care of their grandchild because that's a tough that's a tough thing to decide between between right there for any for any grandparent I think so <clears throat> yeah yeah one of the things I think um, that I've seen that be really helpful is not letting the kids hang out like you're, you're gonna know your nieces nephews cousins kids your whoever they are whoever this relationship of this kid is you're gonna mm -hmm. know that a little bit um, but I'd really suggest uh, bringing them as close 
as possible to kind of when they're supposed to go down the aisle, right? Like not not letting them drag out all morning. Let them like do their normal routine. Let them have a normal ish day, um, and then you know kind of bring out the uh, the the time when they have to perform, right? Because um, you know little kids can they soak up energy, right? Like they soak up the vibes of everybody in the room. And, um, and it's interesting how, like if, if things are going awry, how little kids can, can assume that. And you just see them like they, they're totally different for the first couple hours of the day. And then all of a sudden things get real crazy. Like they normally do right before you're about to like the hustle and bustle happens. You're about to leave and all that stuff. And all of a sudden the kid, like a normal person can handle that. They're just like, all right, we got to go. We got to make this happen. We're going to go downstairs and it's going to happen. And kids are just like, what? We're not playing cars anymore. Like, you know, and all of a sudden they've got to go. You got to give them and, and like, they just don't want to listen. Right. So allow them to have as much time in the morning or a time before the ceremony, um, to be just themselves. Maybe somebody else is with them all morning and they just bring them to the ceremony spot. Right. Right. And then they kind of bring them there, let them kind of like walk down the aisle and and keep it really simple. Yeah. Huge tip. No, for sure. And depending on their age, nap time can be a factor for most children uh, up to a certain age. They have a regular nap. And if you're not a parent, I think it's super normal to totally forget about that factor. Um, So think about talk to that parent, say, you know, when is their nap time normal? Normally, if you can work around it, go for it. Obviously, I wouldn't say change your entire wedding to accommodate the nap time of the kiddo, but maybe (laughs) keep in mind that maybe they won't be there for whatever time that nap time is. Like maybe they need to walk down the aisle and then someone needs to scoop them up and take them out to the car for a nap for a little bit. All of that is totally okay, but you need to be mindful of it. Most kids, um, well, some kids I've seen power through nap times, but it's always come back with some sort of repercussion, like karma later in the night where they're suddenly (laughs) screaming and and not happy because that's part of their routine. So um, another thing I think that couples often don't think about if they're not a parent is, does that child need a car seat in the limo or shuttle that's being Mm -hmm. taken? Yep. off the record, like, I don't know that this can be off the record, but I've certainly seen it done where the kids have not had a car seat. I don't know if you've seen that, Dan, but um, that's mm-hmm. very much a parent call. Some parents are okay with it. Some parents are very much not okay with it, but definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah. And again, that, that that's assuming that like, you know, the, they're with you all morning or whatever. Again, you know, try to try to have them not like it's just one more thing for you to remember and think about you know right a limo car seat all that stuff right exactly and it's 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 like great to think like you want to be inclusive with them that including them in as much as you can but what dan said before about giving them a space to maintain as much normalcy as possible will be far more beneficial for them that when the time they are spending with you they're like present and they're somewhat clear and focused versus trying to spread that out across the entire day just for the sake of them being included throughout the entire day so the other thing is uh when you're when you've got little ones if it's two three four five six seven eight any any in that range um after a certain point say it's after the ceremony right like after they've done their real duty of walking down the aisle and putting the flowers out or carrying the rings or whatever um you you can't expect much of them right like like there's sometimes like many times you're trying to after the ceremony to get pictures or whatever in the wedding party and all that stuff um and it's just like if the ceremony has already been a half hour or an hour and then you're like waiting for the kids to kind of hang out and they've got to hang out and wait for other family pictures and all that stuff stuff to happen it's very difficult 
um, for a lot of kiddos to to hang for that long and then stand still for a picture. And all I can think about is uh, the royal wedding. Um, Will and Kate, one of the first ones, or was it Harry and Meghan? I can't remember. Um, I think it was. I think it was the first one. Will and Kate, where they there's this like you know it's a royal wedding. It's very prim and proper and fancy, but yet like the professional pictures of all the little um page boys and flower girls there's like two flower girls like like one's not wearing a crown and she's like looking off to the side like they're kids right and even in this very this very fancy setting the kids are still going to be kids um so to consider them like off duty right like you know if you can get something out of them awesome but you know don't let it shatter your dreams if you can't have your flower girls and ring bears in in your pictures for sure because <laughs> they freaked out yeah i think anytime you're you're, you're talking about the, those young kids it's just it's just you want to be mindful of of kind of what they're going through. And even a well-behaved child is going to have um, an off day and they just going to want mommy or daddy or, you know, somebody at that point. Um, I want to share. So when I was 13, my sister got married and it was a very interesting experience for me because um, I was 13. My sister was getting married. She was uh, my sister's much, much older than me, way, way older than me. <laughs> my sister was in her mid-20s so all of her wedding party was also in her mid-20s and my sister's military wedding party was a lot of military people and i will say that as a 13 year old who was um terrified of most life experiences it was very interesting for me because those the wedding the people in her wedding party were like trying to make it okay if i drink and like sneak alcohol and do all this stuff at 13, that was like intense, but I could easily see that happening even more so with a kid who's like in their late teens kind of thing. So definitely kind of exude caution when you're dealing with teenagers who are um, supervised and around alcohol because <laughs> you don't want to end up in a situation where they're having this really wacky experience. I did not. Uh, but it was like my mom was so mad at them because I told my mom. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it was so crazy. You you would tell your mom. I would That's tell my mom. I was 13 and scared out of my mind. Oh my god, it was brutal. But Oh man. But for real though, like it it was a I was um I didn't drink until I was well after 21. So my like relationship with alcohol, especially at that age was like not going to happen. I was not a curious child. I was like so straight and narrow. You couldn't bend me to save my <laughs> life. So that's again my experience with it but ultimately just really make sure that you're aware of that because every child's going to go through that differently as a 34 year old person that experience has very much stuck with me obviously since i still remember it very traumatized 21 apparently. years later yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah just something to keep in mind i wanted to mention it so did i overshare was that too much <laughs> no no i I'm, i mean i th it happens all the time like i've definitely seen it like happening at weddings that I'm at. I remember being at my cousin's wedding, um, you know, and I was a groomsman in that wedding and, and my, one of my oldest cousins being like, all right, table number nine. That's where like you, you know, cause it was a family wedding. My parents were there. Everybody was there. I, I can remember it was like 15 or 16 or something like that. But I remember like having like a whiskey sour from like the whiskey sour fountain, right? Like, Whoa. like, it, yeah, I remember this. And you know, so this is 20 years ago, basically. Uh, and, uh, I remember my cousin Brad being like, all right, just don't drink the whole drink and then like drink it down to halfway and then I'll keep putting new whiskey sours by table number, like table number nine. And I just would walk over and pick one up like right by the table number nine sign. And my mom, I just had it for like 
you know, probably had like two or something. I don't know. It didn't taste very good, but right. you know, it was like, oh my, my cousin, like my older cousins, you know, being cool and like, you know, helping me out. I don't know. It was really funny, but yeah, that kind of stuff happens all the time. See, so those all two the very different experiences. Dan was like cool and rolled with it, and I was scared out of my mind and told on my mom. That, <laughs> sounds, my that mom. sounds like not much has changed, right? That is so true. I still don't really drink. <laughs> so, yeah, so true. So true. Oh goodness. Anyway, uh, now now we're really oversharing. Now we're really oversharing. That's true. It's the times right now, right? We're all a little loopy. But so that is like if you're planning on having kids in your wedding party. I think when it comes to having kids in your wedding party, there's a lot to consider. On the other side of it is whether you even want to have kids at your wedding at all. Yep. This is where I, I feel strongly that you're allowed to decide on the type of event you'd like to host and who is and isn't invited, right? This is where you want to oh, yeah. take into account what your family and friends are like. Are they a super rowdy bunch? Uh, is it a family that has a ton of kids that by saying, okay, kids aren't inviting, you're able to like cut 30% of your total guest list to get into a budget that you're more comfortable with? There's a whole lot of factors that come into play when you need to decide you know, what you want to do. Yeah, you'll get flack for this too. Like somebody, yeah. somebody's going to throw something at you a little bit. It might just be one person. It might be 10, right? Yeah. But it is your wedding. You get to choose whatever the heck you want. But I also think that there's another side of this that people don't talk about a lot. And that's like when we put the feelers out when Rachel and I were getting married, like what people wanted, right? And the vast majority of my cousins, you know, some of them couldn't make it because they couldn't get babysitters or whatever. And that's okay. And they, you know, they said it was okay and they had other plans. But um, one of the things that a lot of my cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff said is they're like, awesome. It's a night out for us. We'll, we'll gladly take a night out, you know, away from our kiddos and be able to recharge and fill our love tanks and stuff. Right. Like Rachel and I are talking about that right now. Right. Like, don't get, you know, <laughs> things are real crazy around here, but we keep saying like, man, after this gets out of here, we need to have a date night. Yep. Right. Um, and I think a lot, of, if you don't have kids, like it gets rough, it, it, it can be tough and, um, it's rough and it's tough. And I'll blow your house down. <laughs> I'll huff it, I'll puff. Um, but yeah, it, it can be really difficult. Um, uh, but I would say, like, make the decision and stick with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, remember that, like, a lot of people will be very thankful and very happy to have a night out where they can party and not have to think about kids um, uh, and just enjoy themselves and fill their own love tanks. For sure. And this is where we got into this in episode 77, where we started. Um, uh, Dan, this is when you were out doing God knows what. You were just off vacationing and gallivanting. <laughs> yes. So episode 77, we talked about how to set boundaries while planning your wedding with Berlin Martin, who's a wonderful wedding planner friend of mine. We got into this quite a bit as far as maybe ways you can respond, all the different things about it. So I won't get into that too much here now, but episode 77 is definitely a good one if you're kind of like trying to navigate this a little bit. But yeah, it is it is very much your choice. And I think just the same as you're allowed to make that choice as to whether you want to have kids or not, you have to respect the choice of your guest as to whether or not they're able to attend or want to attend because of that choice. So it's just a respect on both sides of the street. No hard feelings either way. And it's it's all good. You know, I, I don't think you should hold it against anybody if they say, unfortunately, we can't come if kids aren't able to come. Great. We'll, we'll, we'll love you. We love you. We'll miss you. We'll celebrate from afar type thing. So um, yep. I do think it's okay if you kind of go the route of saying, though I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, Dan, if you go the route of saying um, the only children you want to have at the wedding is those that are specifically in your wedding party, kind of making that mm -hmm. the clear cutoff. Um, but how, yep. do, how do you feel about that? Do you think it should be across the board or do you think it's okay to like allow VIP kids to come? <laughs> 
I think you're allowed to have VIP kids to come because that's what we did at our wedding. Um, We had, yep, we had um, my niece. I have two nieces uh, and a nephew. Um, And I'm trying to think. Liam was not there, which is my nephew. But my uh, niece, Addison, was was the flower girl. And then my other niece was a bridesmaid. I think it was actually a junior bridesmaid. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they were the only ones, the only kiddos at the wedding. And it was because, you know, they, they were in the wedding they took part in the wedding um i think addison was six maybe or something like that um so yeah like you know but that was it that was the line we drew nobody else um and everybody was fine with that yeah you know uh, generally speaking everybody was fine with that some people couldn't make it because they couldn't buy babysitters like i said but yeah that was our line yeah and i think it's it's okay to sort of make that exemption that rule but otherwise past that i would say that what goes for one family should probably apply to all outside of the the wedding party that you have um i don't think it's good to invite some kids but not others without there being like a clear role and I don't know if that's like a closed-minded way of thinking, but I think it's it gives you a very clear reason why those children are invited. Um, but I would say decide on a rule and stick to it, whether that means kids eight up, eight and up are allowed, or kids sixteen and up are allowed, or no one under twenty-one. Whatever it is, I I just think give yourself some sort of rule to stick with and and kind of go from there. Yep, and you know the op the opposite is um, if you just want to have all kids, yeah. and and like you know don't care. By all means, have it. Some of the craziest, funniest weddings I've ever been to is where there was literally like 30 little kids running around, right? Um, it It's a different vibe, you know, for sure. I was just going to say um, that. Yep. But it's it's still fun, right? Like kids can be – kids say the darndest things. They're real wacky. You never quite know. Like I remember shooting like um, uh, traditional – I can't remember what kind of uh, ceremony it was. Uh, but I was sitting like in the aisle and – ring bear just got up like from one pew and walked like across the front of everybody um and just like stopped in the middle while like vows and everything were going on stopped in the middle like looked up at everybody and then just like turned and kept walking went over somebody else right like very like uh not somber but like very like meaningful like quiet part of the ceremony he just got like like just walking along like you know just being a little big man it was so funny everybody laughed and it was a great moment and they, a couple still talks about it you know kids at that age lack such a special self-awareness that I almost wish we we I sort of wish we still had because now we're like so aware of what we do and we don't want to well at least this is me I don't want to break the rules and I want to follow follow the the order and all of that and kids are just like whatever I'm gonna do what I want when I want and chase me I don't know <laughs> here's my belly I'm gonna stick it out Here's my belly. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So funny. Um, Yeah. Kids can be, totally can be at the wedding too if you want to just say, hey, all kids are coming. Right. Exactly. Um, So let's talk about if you are having kids at the wedding. Some things that we may want to think about, right? Yeah, exactly. If you, if you are having kids at the wedding, you definitely have to think about their experience, right? Like, um, and this is coming from a guy who has, you know, a four year old, uh, well, a 3.75 month old, um, and you know, two, eight month old twins. Uh, and you know, I can tell you again, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning of the episode, but really simple things like, um, activities for them to do. Number one, um, like, can your, your, your vendor, or not your vendor, your caterer, um, provide them some kind of a kid's meal, right? And ask, maybe ask the parents like, hey, what um, what is your kid like, right? Mac and cheese, probably something that the kid will like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the last thing you want is to have a, a kiddo who's like not able to eat anything or won't eat the chicken cordon bleu that's sitting out there. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that is such an old school dish you just <laughs> It is such an old school thing. 
<laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Chicken piccata. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like just very simple things for, for kids go a long way. Yeah. I recently had a couple ask me if um, if they should do kids meals or if they should just like not do a meal for kids and just let the child eat off their parents' plate. And I flat out told them, and I will tell you guys this too, 100% ask the parent first. Um, for some parents, that's okay. For others, that child needs its own meal. And that's really an important thing. I don't think it's fair to say that we're not going to give that person a meal, that guest a meal, just the same as you wouldn't do that to anybody else. Um, obviously, you don't want to be spending money on things that you don't need to, but it is really super important to make sure those kids are fed and not just assume that they can just eat whatever it is off of their parents' plate. Um, but there's right. other things you can do too besides just their meal. Maybe you can do like a really fun, non-alcoholic, fancy drink oh. that's just for yeah. them, right? Sometimes just like a simple Shirley Temple can make it feel like an extra special occasion. You know what I mean? Yep. Something that is is fun and different and maybe has sugar in it because why not they're going to be dancing all night anyway <laughs> yeah like I, I remember seeing like a it was like an apple juice in like a fancy plastic martini glass with with um pineapple on the side yes. like that was it yeah. like it was wasn't anything fancy um but yeah it was really cute and sweet and then like the kids like walking around like oh look at my like you know they just like feel special right and kids when they feel special um have a better time and they uh act a nice way that also makes everybody else have right. a better time. It tells them, hey, this is like a little bit of a fancier event. I, and I, I just think yep. it's a really, really fun thing. I love the idea of what you said about activities. Um, Dan, have you seen any like fun activities that couples have done for kids at the wedding? Yep. Um, well, I saw it a long time ago. Um, I thought it was really sweet. So instead of, you know how like, you know, people have those... Um, it's like a picture frame or like a wood board or something where like people can sign their names. This was like a like a roll of paper, like a three foot tall roll of paper that was like maybe ten feet long, and it was like like I I, I it looked a lot like sidewalk chalk, like like you know mm -hmm. kids like on top of this big piece of paper and they were writing and making drawings or whatever. But it wasn't just for kids. Um, the kids were encouraged to like be on it and make you know rainbows and write little notes to the couple. But they also had crayons and markers and whatever out for families and people and um and wedding guests to be able to write on this big giant thing as well um so it kind of killed two birds with one stone it was a coloring book kind of activity for kids to do to draw pictures and be silly um and it also doubled as like a very sweet thing that people or the couple could save for later both like these little kid drawings and uh parents and and kids and uh wedding guests also doing silly and fun things uh that they couldn't do if it's on this nice prim proper uh, beautiful frame. I love that. I think that's super sweet. It was adorable. I love that. I've definitely seen um, coloring books are kind of a very popular thing to have at maybe their seat for when they sit down, like coloring books with some crayons, I think is also is really cool. Um, I've also seen scavenger hunts where you give them, <clears throat> excuse me, you give them a disposable camera and a list of things to kind of go throughout the room or, you know, and capture, whether it's like, you want to capture a flower. You want to capture somebody kissing, somebody dancing, somebody wearing red, things like that that just keeps them busy awesome. and gives them a, 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 um, an, an activity, an entertainment for the night. Um, I just think that's a ton of fun for the kiddos. Photo scavenger hunt is such a funny and smart idea. I love that. Mm -hmm. Huh, and cool. and then you get the photos from the camera and you see these like really funny photos through the eyes of of them and it's just a really sweet thing um i've also yeah. seen it with the polaroid cameras too though those can get a little bit more uh 
well, expensive just by nature. So um, something yeah. else that I think is really important that maybe there's not enough talk about is um, giving them a room that's less loud for them to play in. Uh, yeah. Dan, you know this as a parent. Um, it's something I certainly did not know until I was a parent that super loud speakers are terrible for kids ears especially the babies i've been going um well obviously i've been going to weddings but the weddings that i've been part of lately (laughs) it is really nice to see more and more the parents that have sound protection um on their super young ones if those young ones are still involved at the reception but it is there's like a ton of research as a wedding professional that dan and i like we we know about because we're constantly in these really loud environments and it's really damaging for our ears long term so um dan i don't know if you do do you wear um earplugs earplugs so do i not all the time i need to be better about it but i certainly they're always with me um you know they're in the bag, so that counts a little bit more <laughs> than if I don't have them. But it, it's a it's a really big thing. So when they're little, they're just so much more sensitive. So if you can set up some sort of room that is either on site, super nearby, that maybe it's across the hall, or if you're in a hotel ballroom, that it's like in one of the rooms upstairs or in a hospitality suite that these kids can go play in. That is super wonderful. So the parents still have their space to play or that the parents have their space to, well, to play, to do whatever they want to do. But the kiddos are nearby and there's like a babysitter or somebody in there, some sort of caretaker in there watching over them for sure. Yeah, I don't know if you guys, if anybody remembers uh, watching like this past Summer Olympics, right? The one with swimming and everything. What year was that? 2016? It has to be 2018 because anyway, uh, they would have the Summer Olympics would oh, have been this year, but they're pushing it so that Summer Olympics. Oh wait, no, Summer Olympics are every four. I'm sorry, I think you're right. Yeah, 2016. 2016. Sorry. Yeah. So I remember like um, you know Michael Phelps was there and he had his son um, who was like an itty bitty tiny little baby, and they would always show the the baby in the stands with um, you know the mama, and uh, this baby had these like cute little noise canceling headphones on there's like a big elastic band that went around the kid's head and these big giant muffs that are on the top of the kid's ears um very similar thing you'll see a lot of times at weddings right um and maybe that's maybe that's kind of like a cute gift if you want to encourage people to bring their kiddos and have fun um or if like if somebody says we can't find a babysitter and you just say hey bring your kiddos along here's a cute little gift if if you know you'd have to ask them first you know if if kids came along, would you bring them? Or if, if, you know, we said it was okay, would would you bring your kiddos and would you still be able to come? Um, you know, maybe that's a cute little gift that you can buy them. Um, and, and say here, you know, we'd love for you to still make it. Here's these noise canceling headphones. So you can still make it. We'd love to see your face, right. Or something like that. I love that. Yeah. I think moral of the story is talk to the parents about what the kids might need. Obviously you can't accommodate every little thing. And some parents may be a little bit more pushy on that than others, but you know, do they need a high chair? Can you get them a babysitter that just watches all the kids? Does that simplify the problem? Um, Maybe for a new mom, do they need a room to pump um, or to feed for, 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 for their little ones? So Little things like that that you can do for your guests are are ways that that stick with with guests for for a really long time that they go wow like they really cared about making the experience for all of us that much better 
Um, because yes, this day is about you, but as Dan and I say all the time, it's your party for everyone else. So what you can do, those little things that you can do, even just reaching out like, Hey mama, do you need a high chair? Or Hey dad, do you think you're going to need a a high chair for your little one? Um, or, you know, what kind of, we're thinking about doing mac and cheese for the kids. Do you think your, your little one would like that? Or help me out here. Those little things go a really, really long way for sure. Um, there is also talk sometimes, some of my clients say, should we do a kid's table? Where they kind of take all of the kiddos that are coming to the wedding and say, instead of making them sit with their parents, boo-hoo boring, we're going to sit them all at one table together. <laughs> Dan's making a face for those of you that are not watching this video. <laughs> Dan, why are you making a face? I mean, in theory, it sounds sweet, right? Yes. Like, have all the kids together. It's going to be super so adorable. Uh, but no um out of sight out of mind right like uh, i mean <laughs> it's just it's a recipe for disaster we'll just leave it at that yeah i think at a certain age it becomes okay like if they're more in their teens yeah. by all means go for it but if you have a lot of kids that are under 10 years of age i don't recommend a kid's table because a lot of kids still require assistance with like eating their food or cutting their food and i think by and large there's certainly some parents who are cool to just let their kids go off and do whatever they want and that's certainly fine but more often than not i would say it's probably stresses out a parent a little bit if their kids at another table because now they're just having to get up go over and be like hey you got to eat hey you got to all right let me cut your food and then they're trying to they're trying to kind of manage all those things most often like i said unless they're older kids in which case that is if they're self sufficient that's a, a totally different story but i usually say keep the child with their parents or, or you know whoever that they're attending with throughout dinner after that the, the kids are going to do whatever they want and it's it's all fine the kids are able to stay there though through dinner and still have a really great time the rest of the night with the other kids that are there at the wedding for sure yeah for sure so let's finish out this episode with talking about the idea that if you're not having kids at the wedding right Yep, and preparing for that. Yeah, exactly. And we talked about it a little bit before, but I think really just to kind of summarize with it, it's about, you know, being sure to make it clear who is and isn't invited on your invitations. That is like step number one. The clearer you can get on those invites, the less of a hassle per se that you're going to have to navigate as you go through the, getting the RSVPs and people assuming who is and isn't invited. I think you can also use words like adult-only reception for the most part, that makes it as clear as possible. But honestly, you're still going to have people assuming that their kid is still invited. I really like the seat number trick, like like where you put, you know, um, you know you're right, like Miss Danielle Pasternak and guest, right? Yeah. But then on the response card, you'll say like, you know, blank of two attending or blank of four attending right or you can put we've reserved two seats in your honor and then right. it's very clear who those seats would go to you know yeah yeah for sure um yeah i think it's it's one of those things uh i had mentioned it earlier definitely episode 77 about how to set boundaries we get into this quite a bit with um what to do but it comes down to if they're going to RSVP and just assume that the child is coming, if they are not invited, it comes down to just calling them, talking to them. Dan is a big proponent of getting on the horn and just having like a real honest to goodness conversation. Um, yep. I think it's okay that you don't have to make an exemption just because they didn't follow the rules. You know what I mean? Don't feel like, 
well, you know, I don't want to start a fight and I don't want to do this because otherwise what happens is all those other people who did follow the rules are going to see that child there and be like, well, wait a second, what's wrong with my kid that their kids could come, but ours couldn't, right? You're just kind of setting yourself up for more future drama per se, depending on who your family is. I think you can do things like setting up a specific room for uh, maybe there's a babysitter, right? And you've just got like like a little babysitter room where maybe you're just able to eliminate uh, a decision for people, right? They've all got to figure out their own daycare or whatever. Maybe you just hire one or two different um, uh, babysitters uh, or somebody who needs a little extra cash on the side and they just hang out in one of the rooms close by. Um, or maybe it's a room at the hotel that you're at or something like that that's close by and you drop the kids off there um, and they're there for, you know, four hours or whatever and you've got games and snacks and cookies and whatever and you go from there. Right. You've got you've got the iPad with like movies and there's so much technology right now that kids, I mean, not to stick a kid in front of an iPad, but at a certain point they're going to get a little tired, throw a movie on and yep. let them all like tucker out, fall asleep. I think it's a ton of fun for sure. Yeah. And I think that definitely allows them to still attend, but gives them an option that the child does not necessarily have to be part of the festivities, if you will. So like we said in the beginning or at some point throughout this podcast, at this point, I forget when I sent it, but just the same as um, as you ask people to respect your request for no children, you also have to respect their decision to not attend if they can't attend as a family. And I think that's just kind of what it comes down to is that mutual respect across the board. Um, it is okay to not have kids at your wedding. It's okay to have kids at your wedding. Only you can really make that decision. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. Guys, before we wrap up this episode, we want to take a huge minute and give sh- huge minute. We want to give a huge shout out to all of our uh, Patreon supporters, virtual high fives, hugs, kisses all around. Um, your encouragement and your support uh, really mean the world to us. So thank you so much that, by that. We are constantly blown away by your generosity. Yep. Even in a time of social distancing, we're still feeling your love very much. And if you guys want to join this fabulous community of ringers and help us reach our goals for the show, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. There's different options starting at just two bucks a month and some really fun things in store for you, like video recordings. You can see us recording this video right now, hangouts with the two of us and a place to have your wedding questions answered, which is so fun and super important. Yep, and another way you can support our show is to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes or anywhere you enjoy the podcast. This helps us tremendously. Mm-hmm. Finally, if you want some more details on anything that we talked about in today's episode, you can find the show notes at putaringonitpodcast.com. And of course, you're more than welcome to connect with us on all of the socials. And guys, we have an Instagram now. Woohoo! Yay! Yes, exactly. So you can find us on Instagram at Puttering on It Podcast. It is brand new. So please, please help us out. Go over there. Give us a follow. Like some of the photos. We're going to be putting a bunch of stuff up there. And um, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm super excited about it for sure. Now, remember, we are here to help you. But no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because of you rock. Until next time, ringers. Stay safe, guys.